Get your lies straight, Tanner. He had opinions on this. He had some existential feelings he needed to get out. I also can't think of what it could be. Uh You know, like, what does that mean? (laughs) What else? They have explosive diarrhea. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) That really sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like, that sounds so fake. Hello and welcome to the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master will present you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. This week, our quiz master is Tanner. That's me. And he is going to be presenting a Find the Fake episode on the origins of idioms. So we're kind of flexing our linguistics nerd (laughs) muscles, I guess. Yes. So, unfortunately, our third host, Soups, is not here today. So, it will just be me, Andy, who you will join in trying to guess which one of Tanner's idiom origin stories is a folk (laughs) or a fake. It's a linguistics joke. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck is an idiom? Are you asking me? Yeah. What's an idiom? For anyone who doesn't know, an idiom is a word or usually a phrase in which the meaning is not based on the literal meanings of the words. So it's a non-literal phrase where all the words together make a new meaning. And there are tons of them. Every language has them. Yeah, the go-to examples they always give are batten down the hatches. Yeah, I like this one. This is a good example because I don't know what batten means, (laughs) but I know what the phrase batten down the hatches means. Mm Mm-hmm. Some bad situation is happening and you prepare yourself and the people around you for the situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Like secure everything for the oncoming storm. So, yeah, clearly this phrase is no longer literal. Right. So that's a good example of one. And that leads us to sort of ask, where do these come from? Where's the origin of these? So I just want to get this clear. So an etymology is an origin of a word or phrase. And so you're going to be presenting us with four idioms and their origins or their etymologies. But one of these etymologies you invented. Right. Okay. So it's not a folk etymology. Right. It's an actual Tanner Shrank original. Right. I am... You know, champing at the bit to hear what you got for us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, let's start with our low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's funny because our episodes start with an idiom. Yeah. We're not eating like apples and strawberries in the (laughs) studio here. So it's what three-word phrase means someone is more than halfway through life? So it's over the hill. Yes. Yeah, this is a tricky phrase for English language learners because a lot of people know the word over and then they learn the word hill. Mm -hmm. It's not a super uncommon word. Mm -hmm. So a lot of students, you know, they feel like I know what this means, obviously. Oh, the man, he's over the hill. Oh, okay. He must live like on top of a hill. Okay. Nope. It means he's old. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Right. Past one's prime. Yeah. It has nothing to do with literal hills. Yeah. It's this concept that the middle of something is the highest point. Right. Exactly. That's exactly where this origin of the idiom comes from. It's like metaphorically outline your life as a climb up a mountain or a hill. Mm-hmm. And as you reach the peak of the mountain, then the rest was... All downhill. Downhill from there. <laughs> okay. So there you go. All right. So I'm excited to hear your four origins. All right. Idiom number one. To steal someone's thunder. To steal someone's thunder came from a disgruntled playwright whose offstage sound effect device was used for another play. Huh. Okay. 
Let's talk about the current definition. Yeah. What does it mean to you? To steal someone's thunder means someone has achieved something or, you know, has a special event and then someone else comes and tries to take attention away from them. Yeah. So I think the classic example is for some reason, people think it's okay to propose at weddings, (laughs) but that's entirely (laughs) stealing the bridal couple's thunder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the OED says to use someone's ideas for your own advantage. Oh, that's it's a little different. pretty different from what I think it means. Yeah, I thought so too. So it's the Oxford English Dictionary. Right. I mean, they're British and old, so. <laughs> Maybe it's a little outdated. Maybe it means something a little different. Yeah, I mean, they can mean slightly different things. Yeah. Phrases can have different meanings. Very true. Okay, so the whole idea, though, is that someone has something really great mm-hmm. and that they're really excited about mm-hmm. and they're going to present to the world and then someone else steals attention away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the story of the playwright, It was a guy in the early 1700s. His name was John Dennis. Okay. And he created a thunder sheet. Oh, like a sheet of metal that you shake and it sounds like thunder? Yeah. Okay. So they would attach this sheet of metal to like a frame off stage. Mm -hmm. And then you could hit it with a hammer or shake it. Mm -hmm. And then it would make thunder sounds. And so he made one for his play that he wrote. Mm -hmm. But he got passed by and instead a theater ran Macbeth and used his device and he was quoted as saying damn them they will not let my play run but they steal my thunder it's funny that supposedly it was literal Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kind of like that yeah there are many idioms that started out literal right yeah I guess like That is one of those where it would be pretty hard to guess what the origin of that could be Mm -hmm. because, I mean, thunder is intangible. Right. You can't actually steal it. Yeah. Who owns it? And then who can steal it? Right. So that one was always kind of odd. Yeah. Not really apparent. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the first one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I always kind of have to put a pin in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to have to wait and see. We move on to idiom number two, riding shotgun. So to ride shotgun came from the practice in the American West of having armed guards protect stagecoach drivers from thieves. So what does it mean to you? Um, so this is funny. I love teaching this phrase to students. To ride shotgun means to sit in the passenger seat of a car. Right. It is very strange. Yeah. So I've heard this etymology before. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to remember if it was a folk etymology. Mm-hmm. meaning an etymology that people invent after the fact mm-hmm. in order to explain what a phrase means. Right. So I'm not sure. What's really interesting is that it wasn't really used as a term at the time, mm-hmm. or at least there's not much evidence of it. Okay. It became a thing written down and spoken of later. And part of this is a couple movies came out, one with John Wayne and okay. then another one called Riding Shotgun. <laughs> okay. And these marshals would ride next to a stagecoach driver and protect them with their shotguns. Mm-hmm. So they popularized the mm-hmm. phrase. Right. Right okay. around the time when more and more people got cars in America. Yeah. So in the 60s, this really took off having the current definition right. of riding next to the driver in a vehicle. Yeah. Because that is interesting. Like, you know, if the phrase comes from before cars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is a folk etymology or not. It sounds very simple. Uh-huh. Okay, let's hear another one. Okay, so idiom number three, to pass the buck. To pass the buck came from poker, where a buckhorn knife 
was shifted around the table to indicate the next dealer. Okay, so to pass the buck. Yeah, what does it mean to you today? It means to pass responsibility. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Famously, mm-hmm. President Harry Truman had a sign on his desk that said the buck stops here. Yes. Which meant like he will take responsibility for everything. Yes. Basically. He will not pass the buck to anyone else. Was that a phrase before he did it? Mm, Not really. It was popularized because of his sign. Right. Reportedly, he was given that sign as a gift from a fellow poker player. Okay. (laughs) Which is why. Why? Why the knife? (laughs) Yeah, why a knife? A lot of times you could use any item to indicate these things on a poker table. Yeah. When I always played, we had like a different colored chip. Yeah. You could use chips. Mm -hmm. You could use a pencil. You could use a button. Yeah. But apparently the story goes that because poker was such a dangerous game and the dealer had the best opportunity to cheat, they would use a knife to indicate the dealer and then they would take turns being the dealer. So you would pass the knife to the next person. But that seems like backwards. Like if the dealer has the best opportunity to cheat, yeah. why are you also giving him a knife? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not giving it to him. Yeah, but you put it on the table next to him. Yeah. He's the closest to it. It's seen more as a threat, I think. Oh, you like, like we're all watching you with our knives. You point it towards the yeah, dealer. Yeah. Yeah, but if he's the closest to it, <laughs> that just seems like dealer advantage there. Right. The knife thing is so weird. <laughs> and it's one of those things too where okay, this is just getting into stuff, but like having a weapon around makes it more likely people will use that weapon. Yeah. That's just a fact. So if you're like, this game is dangerous, let's have a knife in it. <laughs> and then you're just asking for it. Like, they're going to get stabbed. You know, if it's just a button, nobody's going to like kill anybody with a button. Yeah. I'm still very skeptical of the whole like, we brought a knife to our poker game. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah. So one more to go. Yes. Idiom number four, under the weather. Under the weather came from a quote in a Shakespeare poem to describe old age. Hmm. Okay. So Shakespeare provided us with many idioms and phrases and words. Yeah. Okay. Right. So under the weather nowadays, though, means sick. Right. Or ill. Yeah. I think particularly for me, it means like you're not full blown sick. Uh It's like malaise. Yeah. You know you're getting sick. Right. But I know other people use under the weather as a euphemism to mean like they have explosive diarrhea. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) You know? Oh, you're sick? What's wrong? I'm just feeling under the weather. Like, I don't want to talk about my gross symptoms. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I know that's how some people use it. Interesting. I don't use it that way, but yeah. Dictionary says it's mostly the U.S. who uses it. That's weird if it's from Shakespeare. Well, nowadays. Get your lies straight, Tanner. (laughs) Nowadays, uh, in the U.S., we use it to mean not quite well. Okay. So, Shakespeare, Mm -hmm. under the weather, was for old age. That's right. Why? So, in Shakespeare's time, the phrase sort of meant looking eroded or exposed to the weather and the elements. Oh, like a statue or something. Yeah. Something that's been around a long time. Doesn't Mm -hmm. look as good as it did when it was young. Okay. Yeah. But then over time, and especially in the US, it came to mean looking ill and then feeling ill. Uh-huh. So like worse for the wear. Right. Like, yeah, you you kind of look like you're not feeling good. You, you don't look your best. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you want me to read you the poem that it's from? <laughs> Get all poetic here. All right. Here we go. From Shakespeare. Crabbed age and youth cannot live together. Youth is full of pleasance. 
age is full of care. Youth like summer morn, age under the weather. Youth like summer brave, age like winter bare. Wow. He wrote a lot of poems and sonnets about aging. He did. He had opinions on this. He had some existential feelings he needed to get out. Yeah. He gave us a lot of words and a lot of idioms. Unless you made this up. Unless I made it up. It didn't sound very Shakespearean to me. No. But my thing is, you said you made up this etymology like you made it up. Yeah. So like, this is a different poem? Or, okay. All right. I have some thinking to do, and I'm going to do a lot of talking to myself okay. in the deliberation since I'm the only co-host. It's just <laughs> me. All right. But before I do that, talk my ear off and repeat the four idioms for me. All right. Idiom number one, to steal someone's thunder came from a disgruntled playwright whose offstage sound effect device was used for another play. Idiom number two, to ride shotgun, came from the practice in the American West of having armed guards protect stagecoach drivers from thieves. Idiom number three, to pass the buck, came from poker, where a buckhorn knife was shifted around the table to indicate the next dealer. And idiom number four, Under the weather came from a quote in a Shakespeare poem to describe old age. One of those I made up. Um, Stealing Someone's Thunder. That sounds like a really good story to make up for trying to explain this really weird idiom we have. (laughs) Owning thunder and then stealing it. Yeah. That really sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like that sounds so fake. Though that they stole it from Macbeth is spot on. That is the play they would stage using fake thunder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure the shotgun thing is like related. Like I hadn't heard the stage coaches, but I know it's a thing in like bootlegging Mm -hmm. the Prohibition era in the U.S. So, you know, it's not really a fake Mm -hmm. if you took something from the Prohibition era and then just set it in a different era, but had it mean and be the exact same thing. Yeah, the armed guard thing. The armed guard. One person drives and the other person shoots. Yeah. So I feel like that one has to be real. Um, The whole pass the buck thing, you know, we talked about that for a long time and I feel like... I got nowhere in that. <laughs> that that was like, I also can't think of what it could be. Uh-huh. You know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> what else could it be? And then under the weather, I was fairly certain that that one was older. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the classic idioms mm-hmm. that everyone knows them, mm-hmm. but no one has ever used it <laughs> seriously yeah. in a conversation. Like, I don't think I've ever in my life told someone, oh, sorry, I can't come. I'm feeling under the weather. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, no, that, the fact that that one's old and has undergone changes in meaning makes sense. Mm-hmm. That sounds fairly reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one just sounds so ridiculous. Like, yeah, that sounds like a, a lie. Okay. That sounds like you, you just made up like, okay, how can I make thunder literal? Oh, well, in plays, they have to make fake thunder. So then you can, you know, yeah. add, so I think that has to be something like that. Great. So we'll stop beating around the bush and I will (laughs) reveal the lie. Everything will be crystal clear. (laughs) Yes. You'll see the light. Yeah. Well, the clouds part. Yeah. In two shakes of a lamb's tail. (laughs) (laughs) We have more idioms than you can shake a stick at here. Yeah, it's true. Okay. The made up idiom was 
Idiom number four. Oh. Under the weather. Okay. Uh, I made up the whole Shakespeare connection. <laughs> so that poem is real. So the real Shakespeare's poem from the Passionate Pilgrim collection of poems goes... <laughs> <laughs> Try to say that without popping the P. Yeah. The real line goes, youth like summer morn, age like winter weather. And I changed it to age under the weather. I should have known that was an iambic pentameter. <laughs> I was I... afraid the I was afraid the meter would give me away. <laughs> I know it, it really. I wow. I thought long and hard about the meter. <laughs> I really should have known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's the real deal then? Okay. So, according to a couple different sources, under the weather comes from sailing, mm. and in sailing, they use the term weather to mean the wind. And on boats, there's a term called the weather bow, which means the part of the ship that's towards the wind that's getting battered by the weather. Okay. And so if sailors were feeling ill on board a ship, they would go below deck so they wouldn't get seasick. So they're under the weather bow, which then became under the weather. Okay. There's a line in Moby Dick where he talks about the weather bow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sure. So you should remember that next time we're on a boat. I know. I never would have known or guessed the sailing connection. Right. But I probably should have known that it wasn't Shakespeare. That's really interesting. No, I'm I'm impressed. I really the the meter though. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't when I heard it, I was like, what is the rhyme scheme of that? Like that's weird, but I never once considered the meter. So I mean, yeah. I guess I should have known. But that was pretty good. That was impressive, like, you know, ham fisting. <laughs> A uh, an idiom into yeah. a Shakespeare poem. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I'm going to improve upon the bard. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody really stole like that guy's thunder machine and he really said that. And then people were like, that's a great saying. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. A couple different sources said this and they wrote about it. And he wrote this play, Appius in Virginia, and they didn't show it. Does with anyone know thing. if that's a good play or not? <laughs> Probably not as good as Macbeth. Let's give Shakespeare some credit where credit is due. That is so perfect, though, where you were like, oh, they used it for Macbeth. I'm like, mm, yeah. that's something Tanner could make up. Yeah. that's you know? Or like The Tempest. Yeah. That would have been a little too obvious. Maybe oh, I would have got. <laughs> that's on the nose. Yeah. That's too on the nose. Yeah. Wow. You changed a Shakespeare poem in order to trick all of us. Sorry. Wow. That's, that's some next level dedication. Yeah. You really pulled the wool over my eyes on that one. <laughs> I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do that over on Instagram. We reshare all of the facts. And so now that you've listened, you can come over and comment the correct answer and feel real smug and smarter than all the other people. Or just come and say hi. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks, Billy the Bard.